G'day and welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, we are stoked you are listening. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really, my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. This week on the podcast, I chat with Riley and we unpack part two of the home series. Now, Riley and I both share a deep love for the church. And today we're talking about how you can help to make the church feel like home. We really hope you enjoy this conversation and you find value so much so that you're going to go jump in and serve at your local church. To work out what serving is, listen on and we hope you enjoy this experience. Well, part two of the home series. I love a good two-parter. It means that we get enough into it to like, you know, to cover the base, but we're not spending five weeks camping out, are we, Riley? It's no, Lockie, two-parters, it's not like Shrek 1 and Shrek 2. No. And then and just enough, <laughs> it's just enough to make you lean into like, will they go again? Will there be a Shrek 3? Yeah. But yeah. not enough to extend so far that you're going to offer a movie that's the quality of Shrek 4, which I just think is well, the lowest rung of the Shrek. Shrek 5, or, Shrek 5, I think does pick up a little bit from Shrek 4's train wreck. Is that is that a Shrek 5? Uh, pretty sure. Are you thinking of Mary Shrekmas? Uh, is that not technically Shrek 5, is it? Oh, I, I would call it a spin-off, but I'd, yeah, <laughs> possibly Shrek 5. But you're right, two-parters, always fun, concise, but always a good conversation. Always a good conversation. Well, that's right. We're looking forward to a good conversation today because home is where the heart is. Uh, the home, I, I've never actually considered taking the time to consider what that actually means. Well, the lyric is actually very, yeah, very yeah, profound. Home is where the anyway, heart When you say it instead of singing it, it's very profound, yeah. It is very profound. But home, we talked last week about mm. how home is like, we the church should be home. Uh, yes. It should be this comfortable place that people can actually uh, enjoy mm. and, and feel safe, not judged, all those kind of things that you would associate with a loving home. Yeah, yeah. This week, Riley, we're going to talk about how you can play your part to be home for mm. this place we call church, right? Is that that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. And look, I think the big thing that we kind of you know recapped in in part two of home two is this idea of you know a lot of people when they think church, we think building straight away, which makes sense, right? Like if you drive past a church, you know what a church looks like because it might have a cross on the front. Um, or it might have that big, what's that frame thing, Lockie? Um, oh, yeah. Where you put people the individual like, letters in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got Gosh. like, you know, they spell, um, or sometimes, you know, the church might spell like CH and then underscore, underscore, and then oh, CH. And they're like, what's, what's missing? missing? You are. Yeah. What a- I love that one. Um, I love how sometimes you go past and it will say like, it'll be like, happy Monday. And then like, here's a quick joke. And then you drive past the next time and it'd be like, repent and believe. Otherwise you're going to hell. And you're like, whoa, those are two Big completely jump. different things. You cannot Big. do that. Welcome to Tuesday. <laughs> uh, we yes. don't well, condone that at Beyond Church. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a board. I'm not sure what else would say. I mean, a different method. Yeah. I yeah, don't we, know what we else would say either. We, we don't think that that would, 
scream home would would be. It wouldn't. It maybe probably wouldn't scream home. Yeah. Lucky no, I don't think it would. But again, when people think church, often we do think building. Um, or maybe the feeling that we're feeling is like, well, church doesn't feel like home at all for me. Church feels really foreign and irrelevant. And I actually feel really distant from the church because it's not even that I disagree with Christianity or the beliefs and values of Christianity. Um, but maybe I, I've had an experience with Christ, uh, with Christians before and it was a really poor experience. I felt burnt by it. Um, and because of that, I don't really want to have anything to do with the church, let alone God. And all of a sudden, you know, our definition of church, our definition of Christianity gets wrapped up in our experience or experiences that we've had with people that call themselves Christians. Um, so that's, yeah, we're, we're kind of recapping that in part two, but at the same yeah. time, we're also talking about how church isn't just a building. And Lockie, maybe you can remind me of this one. Do you remember that old saying? I think it's a bit of a Sunday oh, school. Oh kind of have God. to grow up in the church to remember this one. <laughs> um, the church is, we're putting our hands together for this. Yep. Here is the church. Here is the church. Here is the steeple. Hands are going across and, uh, funny like now. And turn around or flip around or something, something around. And here, are the, here are the people. Here are the um, people. If you're listening, please do it along. If you're driving on the highway, please do not do it along. Definitely don't do it. If you're listening and you want to know what we were just doing with our hands, uh, YouTube, uh, whatever those words were that we were just saying. But church is not just a building. Church is the people. And church is we were people. looking at the, the body of Christ. And that's what Paul was talking about um, in this letter, in this address that he wrote to the church in Corinth. And so we're looking at this really uh you know simple idea Lockie, that when it comes uh to to church feeling like home it's not just inviting people into a building but it's inviting them uh into community it's finding inviting them into meaningful and honest community where they can grow um and actually come to learn more about themselves more about others and more about god uh, but ultimately have this feeling of home it's good that's really cool i love that i love that explanation of church for some of you, you've never experienced anything remotely like that. Uh, and, and, and that might be because you've never been to a church. So here's the invitation to, to jump into a church. For some of you, you've never experienced like that and you've been in a church your whole life. And yep. we're really sorry that's happened. Um, but we are getting our inspiration and our research from scripture and from what we believe that God is teaching our church. So mm-hmm. this isn't just us being like, well, your church must suck. Hey, we're actually looking at the roots of where of, of like where this is coming from so uh please don't take our word for it look at your bible look at what look at the character of god like cross reference our conversation with what you believe and where you get your facts from because uh, this is just what we feel compelled to to teach about um so we're in for, we're in for a good one riley we're gonna ask four questions right. of our four monday of our four monday and uh and the four monday again was to play your part knowing that you've got a part to play in mm. making this place feel like home. Yes. This place is beyond for us. This place might not be beyond for you. So we're going to, we're going to tackle our questions with both of those lenses. One being, Hey, this is beyond. And this is what we need, but also like, Hey, your church, wherever you are, probably needs the same thing. Yep. It might not need someone in their youth ministry, but they need someone who's willing to put their hand up and, and serve for your church. Mm. So mm. Riley, Question number one, here we are. Um, what does serving practically look like in a local church? And my, my secondary question is, there's a pastor, right? Like, why doesn't he do the work? We, we pay him or her. 
and what, why, what, like, what is serving? Am I, am I a servant of the pastor? Like what, what is going on here? Because there's some paid employees, some people don't get paid. Like what does serving actually look like in the local church? Yeah. Well, I think even if we just look at the Christian faith, like Christian faith was never meant to be an armchair kind of faith where <laughs> we live our life. We come, we sit in on Sunday and we sit and we listen to the pastor, the paid pastor, and we're served by the, the paid people, not the volunteers. And then we get our kick from the week and we come back next Sunday. Like church was never meant, um, never meant to be an event that just happens in one space, um, in the space of a week. And I think what we're, again, really tackling even in this series of, of Homelock um, is this idea that um, even if we look at kind of the, the reckless love of God, even in that story of the, the parable, um, oh, the parable of, of you know, the, the son who, who runs away. Um, prodigal son. Is that the, the prodigal son? Yeah, it's going for a parable. <laughs> it's like put, put, the prodigal son um, who runs away with his father's inheritance and just takes it all before his dad dies and then he spends it recklessly, comes back, shame, regret, guilt, literally you know, at the feet of his father, just expecting, you know, for, for good reason for him just to say, well, like you got yourself into this mess off you go, like go sort it out for yourself now, but he doesn't like there's, there's a prodigal father in this. And um, I guess that's what we're talking about in a, in a prodigal God as well. A God who is reckless in his love is spendthrift in his love mm-hmm. and invites his children home, he invites them to a place of home, a place of rest, of peace, yeah. um, but also a home that, so desperately yearns for more people to come to know him, for more wow. people to come to learn the character um, of the father's heart. So when we look at this idea of home and, and what does it look like to practically serve, it, it really is. It's, it's making the church not as a building, uh, but a place of home. And yes, you know, maybe, maybe you can jump on and, and, you know, serve the church in this space, um, you know, of, of your Sunday or once a month or, or something like that. I, I guess, one of the things I'd probably jump to first, maybe before I look at that is when people walk into the church building, the thing that they, they don't look at first is like, Oh gee, wow. Like they got really nice carpet here or like, Oh wow. Like flashing lights, like there's <laughs> stuff we remember. Yes. But it's not things that inspire you to continue to take steps in your faith. Like it, it points back to people. Like it's the people, it's the people, it's the people. Um, but there is this other element of service as well, where those really, cool things maybe like the carpet like the lights create an atmosphere where people feel welcomed and i use cool um not with too much of a tone as well because i know cool and church sometimes can be this weird crossover but really what we're talking about is creating an engaging environment there for people of a sunday if you welcome people into your home you're not going to let them through the door with a home that's super messy your clothes aren't going to be everywhere the dishwasher is not going to be open you're going to make sure that that place is schmick if you're having guests for the first time you want it to be clean. And when I think of home, uh, or at least when I, when I think of that feeling I have of stepping into a church home, uh, I actually don't think of the home I'm in right now. I think of my grandparents' place because my grandma, she is just an absolute weapon in terms of serving people. She's a grandma who doesn't sit down when people come over because she's getting the roast ready. She's getting everyone cups of teas, even though she's going to do it at like two times less of a speed than anybody else could in the house. Um, but it's just service. It's just service. It's hospitality. Um, and that's what I think of so much when it comes to practically serving um, in a local church space. Yes, of a Sunday, but also throughout the week. We're meant to carry this on throughout the week too. Um, so really what we're going for here 
is is inspiring people yes in their faith engaging them to lean in but creating a place of belonging mm. as well creating a place where people can belong feel safe and feel like they can trust others um because they should it's the quality of the people that create um the local church um, but it's also god's blessing on on how we are using our gifts to, to serve him to ultimately yeah. point back to him so cool because we yeah serving is just making this place making this church feel like home like really that's that's kind of my definition and that's going to look different in every church but serving is is participating in Mm. being the one welcoming home the prodigal son i think there's this really cool moment when i see people who are coming to church who have no church background or faith experience and they get to the point where they want to serve because they have been served and they go, wow, this has to exist for more people. So I'm going yeah. to, I see the value in it and I'm going to help to create this experience. I'm not going to consume. I'm going to create. I'm not going to take, I'm going to give. And yeah. for me, yeah. that's, that's the, the heart of Jesus. That's the heart of, well, the heart of Jesus represents what we are as followers meant to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an obligation for Christians, people who say they follow Jesus to make this place, the church, but also make their place and their life and their attitude and their, you know, anything they encounter to feel like home. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. That's good. I love we, that. We all talk more into like, okay, practically like what is actually serving look like? Like, is there a youth team? Is there a kid's church? So we'll, we'll get there in a second. Yeah. Yep. Um, That's so good. yeah, there is, cool. there's so many, there's so many practical steps to actually serve. Choose, I mean, choose your own adventure as well. I, I mm. really, I really embrace an entrepreneurial spirit within my serving as well. I'm, I'm like a, I'm a, I, I, I like to create stuff. So there'll be plenty of opportunities as well within the church to go, hang on, we could do this better. And yeah. once you, once you get into that level or that, that kind of frame of, of serving, but we'll yeah. touch on that in a sec. Hey, how good is that? <laughs> um, Riley, second question. I'm getting distracted. Hey, um, where does beyond or my local church need me? Where, where am I required to serve? Mm. And maybe even if we look, obviously there's, you know, there's practical kind of steps you can take to serve within your local church. And you touched on some there, Locke, like maybe your local church has a youth group going on. I know out at Beyond, we got Infinity Youth uh, happening at Griffin and out at Caboolture. Um, maybe you have a real passion in terms of uh, just spending awesome Friday nights or creating an awesome space on Friday nights for young people to come uh, and be challenged, um, to be inspired that's the case youth groups an awesome space for that. But at the same time, uh, maybe there's, there's other opportunities. Maybe you're someone who would love to serve from an upfront kind of perspective um, mm. in the sense of using your gifts of music or, or your God given uh, gifts of, of speaking. Um, or maybe you're someone who just has a real creative lens. And I mean, the creative kind of scope for things now across media side of things to actually setting up a stage environment to, uh, being someone, I want to meet someone who sets up the IKEA rooms, Lockie. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I'm assuming that's interior yes. design, but that is a gift. Like, I think this is one of the questions we can ask ourselves before, you know, at times just throwing ourselves into stuff. Which at the same time, we got to step into things with courage and boldness. At times, knowing that we don't know everything or what something will look like when we jump into it. But if you're someone who just has the gift of being really relational, of being really hospitable welcoming people into the church building before they come inside. Like that is a pivotal person. That's the first face someone's going to see. Like as soon as they get out of their car, before they step into a, a, you know, a building with a large group of people in it, 
Like that is, that is so important. So I think there's a question there of reflecting on our own strengths, our own God-given gifts, personality, um, unique talents. Mm. Yes. But at the same time, you know, upon that reflection, also thinking through the things like, okay, maybe what are some of my weaknesses? Um, and what are some of the things that I can grow in? Probably more so. Cause I think those are things that God uses as well. Um, or he will use like every time too, when we step out in faith. So when it comes to that question of, you know, where does the local church need me? I think it's first noting, like it's the local church needs you. Like it's, yeah. it's playing a part. This is what we're looking at on the weekend. Like there's yeah. a responsibility here. Like, and yeah, um, well, I think that we, we got to move away from saying the, the, the local church needs my position or needs me to fill a position. Yeah. Like just the local church needs me. And if, yeah. At the end of the day, if, if you've got to clean toilets, like you've got to clean toilets. Uh, mm. If at the end of the day, you've got to preach on a Sunday, you've got to preach on a Sunday, like and anywhere in between. And for me, like we, we, talk, we call it serving, not just because it's like volunteer. It's a nicer way to say volunteering. We yeah. call it serving because serving comes from servant leadership or servant heart. Yeah, and, and Riley, yeah. what you and I both work at a school context and we take leaders through their kind of leadership journey of grade 12. And we say, uh, you know, we, we tell them Jesus came not to serve, but sorry, not to be served, but to serve. Um, the the crux of our faith is, is, is in service. Like Mm. we've got to move away from, from a positional, uh, positional leadership, looking positional way of looking at leadership to saying, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm, I'm available and I'm, I'm there and trusting that God is going to put you in a place where your gifts and his need aligns. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we look at this within the local church space too, like, but even that, you know, that saying like the church doesn't have a mission, like the mission has a church, um, which I think that's the right way around. Church doesn't have a mission. <laughs> the mission has, has a church. church. No, that's, that's, you're on the money there. And with that, because there's this radical obedience in this right too, because we can become so Sunday focused that again, we miss living this out every day. Um, cause yes, the local church needs you to play your part. The church, the church needs you, um, to play your part. Um, and when I say needs you, it's, it's not a responsibility to the church. Like this is, this is the call. Like this is a call of being a follower of Jesus, a disciple, a student, learner, pupil. Like this isn't just that definition of Christianity, which I think only pops up like twice or thrice in that whole new Testament. Like God calls us to be disciples, um, and follow him. So we see that in the perfect model of Jesus. Um, who, you know, I don't know how many times, you know, Jesus was running a youth group on a Friday or anything like that back in the days. More so what I'm getting at here was that there was a humility in his posture of service, just like you're saying, Locke. And that's something that, that we need to attune ourselves to, but also attune ourselves just in obedience um, to yeah. where he's calling us to be selflessly, you know, inconvenient throughout our every day. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you're right, servant leadership. Like, well, uh, it's something that we have to continue to grow yeah. in and continue to be challenged by. It's hilarious because you're going to talk about, I think you are going to talk about feeding the 5,000, that story in the Bible in the next question. However, mm. it just struck me that Jesus literally, like the account of Jesus is him walking around, people flocking to see him, mm. to be healed, to have their kids raised from the dead. Mm. Then they're at a situation where Jesus is like, where they're like, Jesus, we're hungry. Mm. Imagine Jesus is in his right mind, like he's fully within his capacity to say that is below my pay grade. 
I'm a CEO. Like I, I don't, I don't need to sweep the floors like hungry. That's like pack your own lunch, buddy. Like that's your bad. But there's this crowd of 5,000 people that have come to watch him uh, heal people. And suddenly yep. they, they realized they didn't have enough time to pack lunch. Mm. And Jesus steps in and he's like, well, they're hungry. Well, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a serve them. Yeah. And and it's, it's seeing a need and responding to it. Like, and again, I, I think that's part of it. That's got to be, you know, the, it is, it should be the local church's response to what's happening within their own local community, within their own sphere of influence, being proactive in terms of meeting the needs of the community, not just, you know, going for reactive or just being sparing in generosity um, or just when it's convenient, like this is the call again of disciple, like obedience. And the great thing in all of this, even when we don't feel super qualified to do stuff is knowing that it's yes, a step out in faith. God's also sent a comforter like, and an advocate and like that's, it's the work of the Holy spirit um, in it as well. So it's, it's a step out in faith and lucky what I'm hearing too, is you're very much talking about that posture of, of servitude as well, which again is something that constantly should be challenging us, you know, creating tension within us, but should be something exciting for us to continue to jump into and be challenged by and grow in. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next question, question three, uh, I, I wrote this for people. Like I wrote this for people I know yep. um, because it's something I hear quite often and I want to, let's talk about it because this is what we do. It's an application based podcast. Let's talk about it. Um, the question is this, what if I feel too young in my faith and uh, the, the kicker here, and this is the part I want to talk about or feel like in a rough place in my faith. Now let's just pause for a second because I know we all like get into rough places with our faith, probably more than we'd like to admit. Mm. And our tendency is when we're in a rough place in our faith to say, I can't serve anymore. I I need to look after me. I need some me time. Yeah. What if I feel too young in my faith or in a rough place in my faith to serve? What what can I do? How, How could I possibly serve? Yeah. Well, I think even when we look across, again, we need to look at, at scripture to see that yeah. people like God used were firstly very young, but also like just silly unqualified. And <laughs> we only have to go, we only have to go to like the 12 disciples to see that too. Like you now we refer to them as like the dirty dozen. Um, but also if I was going around picking like my kind of elite squad of people to share a message of hope to the world, like, your Charlie's angels. I love to say like, if you, if you're assembling like your 18, your Avengers, um, I wouldn't have gone to these fellas. Like <laughs> I probably would have been getting people that I knew were great public speakers or people I knew that were already, I've already seen how they've connected with people. Like, and yet God chooses, God chooses people and Jesus like and chose people. Um, you know, tax collectors, fishermen. Like, yeah. Can we talk really- about one individual actually for a second? Go for it. Let's talk about Peter. Peter speaks to me like nothing else. Now, if you don't know who Peter is, he was an original disciple of Jesus. So he he walked around. Uh, He also is the storyteller behind Mark. So the gospel of Mark. Uh, And really, really great, really great character of the Bible. He is the leader of the New Testament church. He's also known as the first Pope. So the Catholic church loved to pin him as like, yes, 
Peter is the original Pope because he was the first leader of the church. Pretty impressive mm. guy. What you yeah. might not know, or you might know, is that the night that Jesus died, Peter denied knowing Jesus three times. Mm. So before, as Jesus was was literally on his like getting getting sentenced to death, Peter uh, like denied knowing him to the point where he's like, I don't know him at all, and I don't want anything to do with him. And then Jesus came back to life. Like Peter wasn't expecting that. He thought, well, my dude's dying. I'm going to just bail now. And Jesus came back to life. And instead of Jesus coming back to life to slap Peter in the face, he was like, Peter, you done mess up, but you are the rock in which I will build this church. And then you get into Acts and there's the accounts of Peter like doing some magnificent ministry mm. in this church mm. so well to the point yeah. where uh, people were lining up on the street, knowing that Peter would walk past just so the shadow of Peter could touch them as mm. they walk past and the shadow enough would heal them. He's a powerful man that just a few months or days or weeks earlier denied even knowing Jesus. So yeah. if you feel like you're in a rough place, just remember you've never lied to Jesus himself to his face and denied him to then encounter him again to lead the original church. Like if, if you want to talk about a rough place of serving, Peter exemplifies that, but yeah. then overcomes it. Sorry. I just needed to tell everyone about Peter. No, well, even, even going off Peter, cause Peter also, you know, Peter denied Jesus. He also walked on water with him, um, which would be a pretty cool thing to do. <laughs> But even in that, because there's, there's that story to there, Locke, of, um, you know, Peter was in a boat and it was storming and the disciples saw like, they thought they saw a ghost, you know, out in the distance off this boat and things were going crazy. And then, you know, Jesus actually calls out to him and says like, you know, it's it's me. Like, and, and Peter asks, he says like, well, Lord, if it's really you, like, well, call out to us and then I'll walk out to you. Um, and Jesus says like, okay, well, like, over you come Peter like and he gets out of the water and, and Peter would have just had this moment of just feeling absolutely surreal because he was walking on water and walking he was on water with Migaloo was probably there probably Migaloo the albino white humpback whale who goes up and down the coastline between September and November yes there's a good chance he was but <laughs> laser focus like you just you want to be laser focused on Jesus and he's he's looking around he's like where are we but then, you know, there's this storm brewing and he's probably caught out pretty scattered brain and there's other things happening around him, which I know happens in our own life. Like when we feel out of control, the first thing you want to try and do is try and find ways to get back into control. And sometimes that comes out in really you know, ugly ways. Sometimes we try and, you know, control other people or we try and put other people in their place. So we feel a little bit better about ourselves or you know, we become more of a micromanager or we just get anxious or worried or stressful for Peter, for Peter, he took his eyes off Jesus and then he started to sink. And as he started to sink, it was Jesus's natural reaction to grab him, pull him out of the water and say like faint heart, what got into you? Mm. And I think one of the cool things in this story, and I only read, like picked it up probably around this year when I was looking at it was like, Peter actually called out to Jesus first. He's like, well, if it's really you, Lord, like, tell me to come, tell me to come. And I think there's something powerful in that, you know, cause it wasn't too far before this kind of took place that the disciples were on land. Jesus was feeding the 5,000 and Jesus actually had the disciples hand him the food. They just did what they could do. They just did what they could do, which was pick out the bread and pass it, pick out the loaves of, of bread and 
the fish and pass it to Jesus. And it was through the disciples' hands that this great mass of people were actually fed. Just but all they were doing is just all they were doing was just doing what they knew that they could do. Peter getting out of the water, God call you know, Jesus call um call out to me. Like I think this is a prayer that we can instill in our own life as well. Like, okay, God, this is all I have. Same as the disciples with these loaves of bread and fish. Like this is all we have. Like this is all I have. My gifts, my strengths, my weaknesses, my personality, like things I know about myself, but also God, things I don't know about myself, but God, I'm, I'm bringing it to you. Like if you're in this, use it. And I think this is a really powerful way for us to step out again in that courage and in that boldness and actually give over to God, you know, the, to, to just use us in a way to actually serve his church um, and to serve people that are yet to actually come to know him. I think it's yeah. a really incredible kind of powerful step out in faith. So good. And, and heading into question four, I just want to say like, if, if it's your calling in your heart to, to end up in a position of influence in a church, you know, like heavily influencing the decision, the direction of a place that is going to impact people like that is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And we would love to partner with you to get to that point. Mm. But there are so many things you can do within a local church that no matter how young in your faith or in a rough place, you can still do. Yeah. You could, you not, and, and pastors find themselves in rough places. Like you don't just step down to, you know, setting out chairs when you're in a rough place, like God is good. And he, he carries us through, but mm, mm. I would say you're never too young or rough to, to serve. You, you, you no. can't, you, you, there's nothing that could, uh, that could not allow you to serve in a place. And, and Riley just really quickly as we wrap up this podcast, which I think is going to add a lot of value to people. Like what part, like specifically, what can I actually do at beyond all my local church? What are the current opportunities? Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to say that, Yes, like putting out chairs is something so vital that mm. makes this place feel like home because no one wants to sit down on the floor. <laughs> no one wants to stand up. All right. Mm-hmm. So even if all you could fathom is setting out a few chairs, that mm-hmm. makes this place feel like home. Mm-hmm. And it's a really practical way to play your part too. Again, like think about it. If it was your own home, like how would you want people to feel? You want them to, you know, feel treated above how they think they were going to be treated like from the car park to the door to online now, which is such a big thing with churches going online. Like there's this whole presence of how to make people feel at home. And you're right, Lockie from setting out the chairs to making sure the fans or air con are on to making sure I was talking about the carpet. Like, yes, maybe people don't remember the carpet, but they will remember it. If it's not clean, if it's not, or has like, glass through it or has, yeah, yes, dangerous <laughs> practical stuff like that. Like making sure the toilets are clean. Like, people are coming over, they're coming over to your home, like, and you're inviting them into this space. Um, everything from, from, you know, there's the worship element side of things. There's your connect groups throughout the week. There's your youth groups. I know we talked at beyond this week, like we have an amazing, an amazing team of leaders that make Sunday happen. Yes. Amazing team of leaders throughout our connect groups. We have awesome crew that are running social media and trying to bring this message of hope on an online platform for people to engage with at the same time trying to inspire and empower youth of a Friday night. Like there's, there's so much going on and that's some of the things within the beyond space. And, and you know, we, we talked again about people being at the door, like just, just welcoming faces. I think one of the things I would say, Locke, is that we just, even as you were talking about, you know, not feeling qualified or like, am I ready or not even am I ready? 
and not even like, I just don't have the time. There's also, I think another question of like, well, what if I don't have all the answers yet? Like, I feel like, feel like I just, I'm not there yet. Like I don't have everything together. Like I still got questions about faith stuff. Like I think even in that space, my encouragement would still be that stepping out in that place of, of, of using your gifts, using your talents is so unique. I think one of the most unique scopes that the local church has is actually that of people who are coming to step into faith or are asking questions about faith, maybe for the first time in their life, because mm-hmm. they're bringing a fresh lens on how to actually engage people with church community that the church so often loses because we get so caught up in tradition and, you know, and, and everything else. Like we, we actually forget about the missional element of reaching people that need to be reached. Um, so I, I would just encourage you if you're in that space, step out, serve, play your part because you are a part of it and you bring such a unique part to this game. Wow. That seems like a great place to end. Uh, Riley, I'm not sure if you saw last week's new segment. I've got a pithy answer, uh, which is basically a short tweetable response. That is a, uh, a nice little quote to round out the episode. I've got one. You don't have to have one. Um, I'm very excited for your pithy pithy yeah i know it's a new word if you don't know what it is google <laughs> it it's a great word uh, my Please. my little response my little quotable tweetable instagrammable response is this yes you are never too broken or too lost to serve love it and the second half of that is because jesus is good and he <laughs> serves us i like the second half too that is a great <laughs> pithy answer thank you for this week's btm very good. Riley, thank you so much. Pleasure to serve alongside you. Pleasure, Lucky. Always a pleasure. It's very formal of us. To brand <laughs> what a great ending. <laughs> no, nah, mate. Well, enjoy your, your break. I know you're on school holidays. So uh, enjoy it. Have fun. And uh, we will see you around the place, hey? We'll see you soon. Back for another BTM soon. Thanks BTM. Again, enjoy. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Beyond the Message podcast. If you want to serve at Beyond, if you want to jump in and make this place feel like home, please head to our website and look for the tab, I am Beyond, because the truth is we all are Beyond and we all have a part to play to make sure this house feels like home. But if you want to serve elsewhere, your local church, wherever you are internationally, find a church that you love, one that you can get behind, one that you agree with their value and their approach to ministry and jump on their team. Go through the process in which they'll outline on their website or talking to the pastor and jump in because it's just great when people gather around and help the local church. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday and uh, we will catch you then. See you later.